Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Hello and welcome to By the Mash Tun, a podcast by a couple of nerds, where we brew some beer, drink some beer, and have a nice little chat about some beer. I'm Mike Harrison Wood. I'm Carl Noble. How you doing, Carl? I'm alright, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Yeah. What a wonderful brew we've got today. Yeah, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to this one. Uh, it's very simple recipe. Uh, oh, very in- simple. In- interesting fermentation profile, um, which should lead, lead to quite a nice... Uh, clean simple refreshing beer hopefully cool what are we brewing we're brewing a kolsch a cool kolsch yeah <laughs> it's the umlaut above the o yes yeah um, that i believe so, is you pronounce it kolsch yeah sort of or k- i mean kolsch. i'm probably gonna butcher it anyway so ah, you yeah, know true. i could say kolsch i could say kolsch i'm gonna go a kolsch so what the flip <clears throat> is a kolsch uh it is essentially a um it it's technically a lager but with is a, it yeah, well, because you lager it, yes. but you but you use a top fermenting yeast as opposed to a bottom fermenting yeast, right? So because it goes through the lagering process, and it is fermented like a lager, it is technically a lager, right? But it's, it's but so, you use an ale yeast instead. So for some perspective, it's it's essentially the polar opposite of a steam beer. Yeah, pretty much. And I thought it was fair. Since I did the steam beer, I may as well do the Kolsch as well. Yes. Why so not? If, if you remember, the steam beer we did a few episodes ago is you use lager yeast and you ferment it as if it were an ale. Yes. Whereas a Kolsch, you use ale yeast and ferment it as if it was a lager. Yes. And so both of them are something that is somewhere between the two, but from different ends. Yeah. Yeah. So like the... The idea is that it's a very simple recipe, very simple ingredients, uh, and you are looking for, at the end of it, this uh, really well-balanced, clean, subtle maltiness, subtle hoppiness, um, and the the artistry is not necessarily in the recipe creation, it's in the actual brewing process itself, so it's yeah. it, you have to nail the brewing process. I mean, we're, like we've mentioned this several times before when we've talked about lagers and stuff and stuff like that, where there's no way to hide the mistakes. No, like th- th- it's going to be very obvious if you have a, a problem with your um, with your brew date or with your fermentation mm. process. You can't just um, dry hop yourself out of trouble. Well, ex- exactly. And I mean, you know, there's there's a good skill to being able to produce a really nice um, stout recipe that's, you know, really complex in flavours or an IPA that's, like, you know, got the balance between all of the hops really well, but you're not really worried about the malt. Um, you know, there's, there is there is artistry in crafting a really good recipe. But in doing that, you can kind of hide the mistakes. Like, if you go, oh, well, I'm probably 50 grams down in that hop, so the, the fruitiness isn't quite where I want it to be with that. You can kind of get away with it whereas with a recipe like this it's yeah it's very obvious very if you open. get it wrong yeah so uh, tell us a little bit about the history of the kolsch uh well it, it, it's got a long and varied history um it's brewed in the cologne area of germany yeah. also known um, as Köln, I yes believe, in, yeah exactly in german um so it kind of started out as um 
I don't know, a, a bit of a, a rise up against bottom fermenting beers, which were kind of taking over mm-hmm. in the area. And um, they didn't have bottom fermenting yeasts or they didn't really like using them that much. So they used top fermenting yeasts. And, and to clarify there, uh, lager strains of yeast are bottom, bottom fermenting normally. And ale strains of yeast are top fermented normally. Yeah, exactly. So like it was way back, like 1603, um, the council in Cologne, they forced young brewers to swear an oath. Right. right okay, and that oath goes, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read it. Uh, that you prepare your beer as of old from good malt, good cereals, and good hops, well boiled, and that you pitch it with top yeast and by no means with bottom yeast. So, wow. like, you know, they went, nope, this is exactly what they're doing. Yeah, we're not um, going to mess around here. Yeah, and then apparently in uh, 1676 and again in 1698, the council again tried to legislate, legislate against bottom fermented beer by forbidding its sales within the city walls. Uh, but by 1750, clone brewers were competing with bottom fermented beers by using hybridized brewing processes. First brewing their beer using top fermenting yeast, but then aging it in cold cellars like bottom fermented beer. So mm. that's where the course comes from. And try, trying to get that... <clears throat> Middle, well, that that lagery sort of uh, easiness of drinking, yeah. but keeping very strictly with the ale yeast. Yeah, so it's it's a way of you know kind of making their product sellable, which before kind of wasn't. Like people were just weren't that interested in it. They mm. they were liking the new wave of bottom fermented lagers. They were like, oh, this is great. So it was like, right, okay, what can we do about that? So they came up with this style and. I mean, it's had a it's had a pretty um, interesting time from then all the way up to now. You know, it, it dropped out uh, of popularity for quite a while. There was um, during the Second World War. I think there was like thirty odd breweries in um, Cologne which were doing it, and then after the war, there was two because <laughs> of the bombs. because of, because Yikes. of all the bombing. Um, wow. But now a lot of the breweries managed to get themselves re- uh, re-established. Um, and then we ended up with the Kulsch Convention uh, back in the 80s, which basically said that, yeah, it was very serious. To be called a Kulsch, it had to be brewed within 30 miles of the city centre. Um, so there is like, you know, oh, you have to be able to see the cathedral from the brewery and all of that. It, that, that isn't strictly, it's within like this 50 kilometer or 30 mile area of the city center that's where the brewery has to be i think currently there's 13 breweries which are brewing it and kolsch is also um what what was the exact terminology i believe it is a protected geographical indication so uh it's a pgi um which basically means that you have to be brewed within that area for to realistically be called a kolsch anything legitimately out- be a kolsch. yes yeah. yeah so i mean like like we find that with um certain things so for it to be um a scotch or you know something like that has to be brewed yeah in, champagne yeah Stilton. champagne yeah all these things they, they, they're they kind of protected uh, protected or cornish pasties yeah uh you know they have to be made in cornwall um you know how, how like however you feel about that doesn't really matter that is just the way it is um so you know we we have a few cultures today i mean i suppose if you stick a um you know quotation marks above it you can call whatever the hell you want (laughs) true i guess (laughs) so uh there is also a well there was a a unique way of drinking culture as well uh i had the benefit of 
traveling to Cologne uh, as part of being in a music band many years ago and uh, was getting talking to people out there yeah. and they were telling me about how it traditionally used to be drank uh, which okay. was um, so in in a bar you in Cologne you would get a quite thin uh, quite tall glass yeah like a champagne uh, flute no no it's uh, uh, sort of uh, highball sort of R- oh, right, okay. glass um I think that that's how they described it to me anyway, yeah. um, which would the essentially never be let to be empty. Uh, right, so okay. there, there would be someone coming around the whole night with Kolsch just filling up people's glasses yeah. and then marking down on a beer mat how much each person had had. Right, okay. And then you'd pay at the end. All right. And, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of nice. Uh, you know, you let the... Let the conversation flow. You don't keep track of how much you drunk or yeah, or and, and there's it's, no like, uh, is it your round, my round, none of that yeah, stuff. It's, it's just, just like, it's this what we're drinking one all night. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I, I believe that's no longer allowed to be the case uh, due to uh, you're not specifically allowed to uh, get anything without asking for it. So you know, so, so basically, they, they they kind of decided that people could be in a position where they were being forced to drink more than they wanted to. Yeah, or or, or something like out it, of like, oh, I feel pressurized now. Yeah, so if someone's not familiar with the 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 rules of of this, yeah. then it might be like, why are you giving me all this free beer? And then at the end of the night, yeah, it's oh, like shit, you you, you was eight hundred pound. Yeah, <laughs> you've been yeah. guzzling that right down. Whoopsie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, according to the people I met, there are places where. If you know the right person, they will give you that service. The the traditional. Uh, okay. I mean, that's, like, I suppose that's probably not not by because at least then you're having to ask for that service. Uh, but I suppose it's to protect um, like tourists who are going in and not understanding the yeah. etiquette and you know, kind of like everything that's going on exactly within the area. So, yeah, I mean, I, I understand why they put a stop to it, but I do kind of feel like maybe sh- people should have just brushed up on exactly the maybe. what was going on at the time <laughs> and also you're probably not getting free beer yeah or, or maybe just like nando's like have you been to nando's before yeah uh, have you been to <laughs> yeah. cologne before yes this is how it's going to work <laughs> yeah um so yeah the, yeah it's it's uh, a style to a style of serving to accentuate the sort of lager elements of it so you you having a smaller glass that's constantly filled up yeah means you're getting more of that uh, the cold effervescent fresh yeah lagery thing it's it's not allowing to get to that last little inch yeah where it's just if you're drinking slow it's not pleasant yeah sometimes uh on the uh the pgi the protected geographical indication bit um i think it might just be an eu thing because it says here um that it was it was given the PGI status, expanding this protection to the uh, the entire EU. Uh, currently, thirteen brewers in and around Cologne meet this convention, so mm. it's possible so that American... if it, yeah, like if, if you're getting American cultures, they can call it whatever the hell they want. Fair enough. Um, but exports uh, of culture to the United States, Russia, China, Brazil are increasing. Exported culture does not need to strictly comply with the uh, provisional German beer law. Well, there you go. So, you know, they kind of, they, they can mix things up a little bit. Uh, anyway, enough of all this. Yeah. Well, Let's uh, talk about your Kolsch. Yeah, so... Um, Kolsch-like substance. <laughs> that's, that's what we should call the episode. <laughs> Kolsch-like substance. Um, yeah, so like I've tried to keep it as um, traditional as I can. Like, really, really basic. Uh, so we have one malt. 
One malt. One malt. Um, mm-hmm. And we have two different hops Ooh. that are being used. Um, two different hops. Yep. But they are both um, European style hops. Mm-hmm. So they are both correct to the style. Um, now, again, if uh, we're going to give you a brief outline of the ingredients, but all of our recipe uh, and the, you can actually buy the kit from uh, the malt miller. So yeah. just go to themaltmiller.com. They're supplying us with uh, our .co. ingredients. .uk. .co.uk, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, they're supplying us with our ingredients. Our recipes are up there, so you can click on it. Uh, you can order the recipe pack, and you will get all the instructions that you need to essentially brew this recipe. Yeah. Um, the only thing I will say, and it's um, something that is interesting, is make sure you keep an eye on the time of year that the hops have come out and which ones because the alpha acids will change um yeah so i've put in the predicted ibus for my brew kit uh but if you are getting hops with a different alpha acid then you might need to adjust the the grammage of the hops yeah uh which is quite which and and, and in such a <clears throat> bare stark style Yes, getting something like the IBUs, even a small percent off, yeah. is is not great because no. it it might not be noticeable, but it might. Yes, yeah, so. definitely. Um, so the um, the basics are we're using uh, uh, two raw pills in a malt. Yeah, nice. Uh, real nice, straightforward. Um, you know that will give us the sort of straw like color we're looking for, and that will give us the dry maltiness that we're expecting yeah and that um, is 100 percent of the grain bill 100 percent of the grain bill yep nice uh and then i'm using uh for bittering i'm using select spalt and um halatau mittelfra nice and uh, that's going that's you know start the boil get yeah. some of that in get those alpha acids out not too high on the ibus the ibus are sticking in around the range of about 22 yeah so really quite low but just enough to balance out that malt yeah especially um, if you haven't got a big sweet base to it yeah exactly because um, there's no marisotta no crystal no yeah. nothing like that like, so i don't, like, don't need anything big and punchy from exactly. the hops and so 22 is gonna be enough yes yeah exactly uh and then right at the end i'm using a little bit of uh select spalt again mm-hmm. um you know i'm putting that in as a steep hop and that's just to try and get some of the aroma out some of that um you know lightly spicy little bit peppery sort of um you know nose out of it mm, refreshing um, but not fruity yeah exactly like, like fruitiness isn't actually like uncommon in cultures like you can have um like subtle fruitiness there you can have like the um that sort of notes but it works better with more kind of spicy hops oh. uh, by all accounts interesting that, that's pretty much what i'm aiming for anyway and then um, the big star of the show yeah the yeast um so this is a yeast that i've never used before uh, and it's from a company which i've never used before but um malt miller stock these guys along with a lot of other um and i do believe currently the the only homebrew supply in the uk that actually have I, yeah omega. i believe so currently um so i'm using omega kulsh 2 um yeast which is oly-044 that is the that is the number mm-hmm. um for their yeast now this one is interesting because it's 
unlike their courge one yeast this can be fermented at um 17 to 21 degrees okay so, so quite you, warm so so you can ferment at ale temperatures rather than fermenting at lager temperatures okay um so speed things up a bit I it, guess. It, it does speed things up so um like the other Kolsch yeasts they tend to be more sort of um you know 14 to 16 uh celsius yeah. range for fermentation but this one's slightly hotter so it should still drop real clean it should be real crisp on um the taste but should hopefully just be a little bit speedy i'm expecting about five days uh fermentation um and it's hopefully going to come out at around about 4.8 ish nice should be quite nice yeah good um, sessionable beer yeah. just in w- with the lagering that you're going to be doing yes the uh how many weeks you uh so you have to follow a very similar lagering profile so you do with most lagers um i'll be once it's fermented out and it hits 1010 that sort of area um i will be then just raising the temperature slightly up to around about 19 degrees doing a diacetyl rest yeah uh for just a couple of days and then i'll be taking it all the way down to around about two degrees over a 30 day period so Mm. over the 30 days i'm just going to be continuously dropping that temperature um and that's the lagering process yeah Yeah. um it's basically just allowing it to age at that cool time and take it take a long time to get to that temperature yes. as well. Yeah, you're yeah. not cold crashing. You're, no, you're yeah, yeah, it, slow, it's, slow, it's, slow. it's slow colding. Um, but that should really drop the yeast out. The yeast should just, because, because it's top fermenting, um, unlike bottom fermenting yeast where, you know, it kind of ferments pretty clean anyway because it's top fermenting. It's all going to be sitting at the top and I need to drop it all down the bottom. Yeah. So giving it that time will be brilliant. And then I'll be putting some in keg and I'll be putting some in bottles. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's a real real simple recipe yeah um, all the all the nuances in the fermentation and beyond really pretty yeah pretty much like the, the 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 star of the show is like you say it's it's the yeast it's what that yeast can do um because that's what makes this different mm. from a lager because you could use that same grain bill in the same hop profile stick a lager yeast in it and away you go you've got yourself a decent lager um but this is all about using that ale yeast that top yeah. fermenting yeast lovely yeah so it'll be interesting to see how it turns out cool yeah really looking forward to it um we should probably try some beer soon but before that probably should yeah should we have a bit of beer ye beer ye it's time for the beer news he's got some beer news what you got for us um not good news oh are we turning into one of those news programs yeah it's all bad news um, uh, i think in the past week as of recording uh there have been two uh, London-based UK bottle shop uh, uh, shops and bars uh, that have basically announced that they're going into administration. Oh, so you've you've got the chain uh, called the Bottle Shop. Yeah, and uh, was it Beer Boutique as well? Yeah, I think that's the one you mentioned. Yeah, uh, of, of both sort of mentioned that times aren't doing too well. Um, that's interesting because you think like with the rise of all of these craft breweries. That getting a hold of good and interesting beers should be quite easy. Yeah, um, from from what I have read, and and there's a lot of uh, anonymous sources and you know, yeah. hearsay and whatnot. But according to the sources, that there's, I think it was twenty three percent of their business 
was uh, from the bottle shop. from the bottle shop yeah. at least uh, was uh, supposedly Beaver Town, right? And when Beaver Town sold a lot of their shares to Heineken, yeah, uh, Heineken became their distributors. Right. And so okay. it sounds like they're less keen to work with the smaller distributors now. Right. Okay. So, so, going, so they're more kind of focusing on the bigger, um, yeah. the bigger chain like supermarkets and stuff like because obviously more product space, isn't it? Yeah. I guess. And, and and there's hints that McKellar have done similar as well. They they they've uh, they're now working with Euroboozer. I think Omnipolo have started working with Cave Direct recently as right, well. Okay. And it 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 just means that for a smaller distributor, yeah, it's not easy to get the big names anymore. In, so in, support in, your local bottle shops. Yes, like if 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 you want them around. This is what you have to like. If they're getting tw- like twenty percent of their business from one brewery, then you know yeah, you, yeah. you need to start, you know, making sure you're using them for other things as well. Yeah, find the weird and wonderful. Yeah, because it, like it would be it'd be a crying shame for us to get to the point that we are now with the way craft beer is and the access to really good stuff where we're not just being railroaded by supermarkets to what we should and shouldn't be drinking. We've yeah, got all these yeah. unique bottle shops which are bringing up interesting beers. And a lot of have uh, started recently as well. There's there's yeah. been yeah, there's yeah. been a huge boom in in bottle shops Yeah, up, and so. like, you know, it'd be a shame to see those go downhill just because some of the littler craft breweries which did well out of those bottle shops now got a bit big and decide they don't want to use them anymore. Yeah. That's a bit it's, it's a bit a shame. cheeky, really, isn't it? It's a shame. Uh, so yeah, there's, support support your local bottle yeah, shops. Yeah, there's there's obviously some more ins and outs, and it's it's quite a tricky situation. I, I recommend reading up on it before you draw any sort of conclusions about certain aspects of the story. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's probably a very nuanced situation. Um, but I still think supporting your local bottle shops is a that's, good idea. Yeah, that's regardless. Not, that's not controversial. <laughs> no, it's yes. definitely not. Um, so you know, talking about our local bottle shop, went down there earlier and I picked up some beers. Um, Shall we try some of yes, them? Yes, go on in. Cool. So first up, what have we got? Uh, right, this is it's actually a Keller beer by brewery uh, Hacker Schwa, which is cool. um, I, I probably just butchered that which is fine. Uh, Hacker, as I imagine you expect it to be spelled. And Schwa, P-S-C-H-O-R-R. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So this is a uh, Keller beer. Yeah, um, not it's, a Kulsh. It's not a Kulsh. Um, so we're struggling to find Kulshes um, because it's just not a popular style at the moment. Like six months ago, everybody was making them. <laughs> now, not so much. Um so, yeah, this is a cellar beer, which basically translates to cellar beer. Um, it is a lager, but uh, cellar beers, depending on which one you get, it can either be made with top fermenting yeast or bottom fermenting yeast. Um, and then it is lagered. Okay. So if it's made with top fermenting yeast and lagered, well, that's, basically that's, that's, that's basically a kosh, but just not made within that limit of, um, you know, cologne if it's bottom fermented then it is more traditionally um a lager so the reason we're trying this one is because it's i think it's a good example to show um you know something very close to a kolsch so i think it's going to be very like very interesting to try um with it being a german import i can't read the back of the bottle overly well (laughs) um 
So tasting notes are going to be, you know, pretty pretty hard to come by. Um, but also with it being German beer, they don't put any of the ingredients and they're not going to give anything away. No. So it's it's literally... Because they make one beer. Water, yeah. barley, hops, yeast. Yeah. That's it. That's what's in this. Um, this is cloudy. Calabias tend to be cloudy because they're unpasteurized and unfiltered. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, as you can see, it's hazy. Slightly hazy. Yeah. yeah, a sort of orangish yellow, not quite amber, maybe a, a shade yeah, lighter. Yeah, so it's, sli- it's slightly darker than, like, you know, a classic lager. Um, so I do wonder whether or not they've put some, either just used a darker roast um, or whether or not they've actually put a little something extra in. So it should be a little bit sweeter than mm. a lager. Aroma is very standard to a lager. I'm getting a lot of that sort of, yeah, Pilsnery sweet malt. Yeah, like I mean, you should be looking for sort of like bread and butter, yeah. sort of like maybe a little bit of zestiness. Like, like imagine if you had bread and butter with a, like a light spreading of lemon curd. Mm. The 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 hops are reaching in just a touch, but it's not anything to be identifiable. It's it's more just generic hop. Mm, nice. Yeah, there's that. There's that. The the there is a maltiness there. Um, so you've had a you've had a taste. So I, have, I, I have had a taste. Yeah, mm, sweet it, malt. Yeah, it's mm. it's refreshing, but there is that little bitterness right at the end that really kind of just cuts through. It's mm. it's leaning more um, towards kind of a, a wheat beer or vice beer. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised um, if there was. Yes, yeah, so some some wheat in there. Yeah, uh, it, like I say it's very hard to know because they just don't put it nah, on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But yeah, the color as well suggests maybe it's it's either some Munich or Vienna or something like that. Mm. Something sweeter with just a little bit of that malt bite, just just yeah. creeping in more than your pilsners. But it has got that the bit of sharpness at the end, uh, which kind of just cuts through that malty sweetness. So it doesn't the malty sweetness doesn't linger. Yeah, but it does leave you. It is an, definitely there at the start. Oh, it's definitely there at the start, but. I mean, it's very quaffable. Mm. Um, what's, what's, what's the percentage on that then? Um, Who knows? Well, why wouldn't I? <laughs> I, I do. It's five point five percent. Wow, that's bad, isn't I it? I thought that would be like mid to high fours. Yeah, like no, that. right. It's not. Yeah, you could uh, you could guzzle that down. Yeah. all day really. And and it serves as a good comparator as well for the other cultures that we are going to be having later. Yeah. To sort of ground ourselves in something that is a bit more traditional lagery. Yes. Even though this isn't traditional. I, well, I mean, I mean, it's traditional like, it, 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 it is definitely a traditional, um, it is a traditional lager beer. That's the thing, because, you know, it, it's, it's a style that has been around for a very long time and follows lagering process. It doesn't really have the uh, the classic sort of lager profile that we know of now. Exactly, yeah. It probably but, is actually more traditional than what, <laughs> yes, people yeah. think of when they yeah well, well that's it like you know if, if if you're drawing your comparisons to um i mean just like paulana yeah you know like yeah. like, like, like paulana has got that sweetness to it um and then you know you've got uh varsteiner and yeah there's a there's a whole range yeah, of like yeah. you know that are a more, bit more straw colored crystal clear yeah. yeah but then obviously in the uk you've got a lot of like lagers <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we should have got some Carlsberg on. <laughs> yeah. No, we let's shouldn't not. have got some Carlsberg. Let's have another beer, shall we, instead? Yeah, let, let's let's try something different. Right, what have we got here then, Mike? So, we actually have some af- official Ooh. from 
Cologne or Cologne. Yeah. Cologne by Freur. <laughs> I believe. I, 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 I don't that know. Was, that was so much bad. <laughs> bad German. Yeah, that, no, was, that was amazing. It's Freur or Freur. It's F R U with an umlaut. Yeah. H. Okay. So Freur. Yep. Yep. Uh, and it's actually, yeah, Kolsch from Cologne. So this is a full on traditional Kolsch. Yes, 4.8%. Like, you can see in the long, tall glass I've given you, it's very oh, clear. It is crystal, crystal clear, isn't it? It's, it's, it's uh, sort of wheaty yellow. Yeah. Like very, very light, very clear yellow. Oh, that, that, on the nose, like, it's, it's so clean. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm getting CO2 and uh, yeah. as well as uh, the, so it's it's highly carbonated as well. Yeah, like you get you're getting a, like a small um, small graininess. Um, yeah, very, some, very subtle hops, but nothing. A bit of that sweet uh, malt coming through, but yeah. just a pinch, just on the aroma. I mean, not I'm not actually gone in for a sip yet. Get get in there. Let me know how you feel about it. Oh. Yeah, that's so much more like what I understand a lager to taste like. Right, okay. Than 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 the Keller beer, that is, it's just like a, a spoonful of not a spoonful of sugar, but like just a light sweetness right at the start. Quickly dissolves away to a, a, a drier finish. Yeah, real drinkable. Smash, smash, smash. It really just cleans the palate, doesn't it? It's just like boom. Yeah, straight in. Very. I can see why people got into trouble drinking in the old method. Because <laughs> you could just, I mean, like on a on a on a warm evening, yeah, sitting around chatting, eating eating snacks and stuff like that, you could just be guzzling that down. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's lovely. Um, yeah, so, I, could, well, like, I could drink a lot of that. Yeah, like I mean, are you, are you picking up any like you know hoppiness? Like, or is it all just the bitterness? Um, not really. I'm not getting much aroma at all, if if there is any. Would you say what? it was a balanced beer? Balanced in a different way. So the Keller beer, I would say, was balanced more. They they balanced the sweetness with some bitterness, uh, and the the hop aroma as well. Yeah. Whereas this is, yeah, it it is dry. It is sweet. It's yeah. It's everything. I, I think there could be a touch more aroma, but then if there was, would it be distracting and not as not as clean and crisp and straight yeah. down the line? I, I don't. I mean, like get get back and try a bit of the Kellerbeer now. Like like, like now yeah. that you've had it like real dried out. How's that? Oh, the malt you can yeah, taste it's really that malt. there, isn't it? It's like yeah. boom, straight in your face. Wow, that's interesting. And that's a nice malt as well. It's real like. It, the flavour of it is yeah. amber malt. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's good. I mean, they're, they're, like, they are quite different in their... Um, of, uh, it must be in the, the, the kind of the recipe makeup. Mm. Like they, the, that Calabria, they must have used some darker malts, um, you know, to really, get that, to, like, yeah. like, just to get that maltiness in there. They weren't just going full on Pilsner. Yeah. Whereas I'm... Because what I'm trying to pick up in the Kolsch is any notes of a, a sort of ale an ale yeast yeast ester yeah. or something like just anything um it's very difficult if there if there is any it's going to be such a low level there you have to really know your stuff to pick that up I yeah think. no i like that it's real nice mm. i mean like you can see why it is like it's probably one of the more common cultures found in the uk yeah i've, I've definitely seen 
bottles of that stuff yeah. before in other places. Uh, I did try to see whether or not that company made anything else. A lot of the a lot of the Kolsch manufacturers in Cologne don't make anything other than they, 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 like, like they make Kolsch, Kolsch light, um, right, like yeah. stronger versions of Kolsch, like uh, unpasteurized. Like it's yeah, but that's fine. Make that one thing good. But I mean, like, it, like if you if if the breweries or if the you know the government saying this is what you can brew and this is all you can brew, it's not odd to that. That's all they're brewing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, should we? Should we move on to something a little different? Yeah, go on then. I mean, the same, but... Same not style. Not the same. Yeah. All right. Right, what have we got? Right, uh, um, unfortunately, we've had to skip a beer. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, uh, I hate skipping beer. Yeah, a, a friend of mine at my new job yeah. at uh, West Berkshire Brewery, who is also a home brewer, just happened to be mentioning that he was carving his Kolsch. Right. Uh, at the time that I got the message from you saying that you were having difficulty finding some. So right. I, I brought some down yeah. from his collection. And um, unfortunately, it seems like uh, we sanitized the growler thoroughly. Yeah. But then poured such little beer into it that the beer actually ended up tasting like the sanitizer. Yeah, that's a shame. So I can just, I can give my quick review from memory right yeah where it was yes mm, good lovely kolsch yeah um it's somewhere a, a bit more leaning into the keller beer because it had that uh, a much bigger sweetness I, right. uh, he, he's, he's got he's given me his malt profile and yeah. it, it, it is a bit more in like complex than yours there's, there's right, more, okay. more going on um not a huge amount it's it's not like uh anything crazy uh so there was extra pale caram munich and wheat um so yeah it, it was lovely uh also it had a bit more of the ale yeast sort of uh flavor coming in just oh, a okay. touch did, did he talk you through his um fermentation uh just that he um oh let me see the message here but i i do know that he uh fermented at 16 degrees yeah for two weeks and then he's lagered for six right okay do you know what yeast he used by any chance um i don't know offhand oh yes i do white labs german kolsch oh, okay so yeah I, like it was it was tasty it was lovely um there was a, a nice as i say just a touch of that ale yeast character coming through yeah uh more so than the fruit uh yes yeah yeah but unfortunately we messed up so sorry jack uh, that that was jack jack's garage by the way okay well uh, so what are we moving on to instead so of that? So on to instead, we've got... By, oh, as well as. I as well say. as. Uh, uh, an old staple of ours, Boutilliers. Ah, uh, we do love these guys. They've yes. got possibly the best branding ever. <laughs> and and the beer is called Tonight, Tomorrow. Okay. It uh, is 4.8% and it is a smoked Kolsch. Ah, interesting. So like, this is something I don't think... You can get from any brewing in Cologne is a is a smoked Kolsch. Yeah, because I, I don't think, well, either it's not allowed, or they just don't do it. Because because it, it's not that there isn't smoked beers from Germany. Um, yeah, there's plenty of smoked but beers. It's whether yeah, or not you, you smoke the malt, don't you? And yeah. then it's it still counts as malt rather than yeah. Whether or not you can have a smoked Kolsch, I don't know. But I mean, you know, how Bertillo's allowed to do whatever the hell they want. Yes, branding like and, that. and often do. <laughs> We're branding like that because we have had one of their cultures before, haven't we? We have yes. had Knock Knock Facade. 
Yeah, if you if you want to go back a few episodes, uh, which episode was that? It was, was the, that Steam, beer that was the Steam beer episode. Yeah, because we couldn't find Anchor Steam, so we got a Kolsch being it being the polar opposite to right. Steam beer. Yes, so go back and listen to that if yep. you want to know about their just standard Kolsch, yeah, rather than the smoked one. So what like? Give us a rundown of the bar chart, like really handy bar <laughs> charts that they give. It's give a lovely us. bar chart. So um, you've got plenty of hop information. Uh, Polaris plenty. and Bullion, it seems to be. Right. Um, they've got both of them twice. So to me, that suggests 60-minute boil and then flame out, I guess. Yeah, or, yeah, some of uh, those lines. Along those lines. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bullion more in the 60-minute and Polaris in the okay. finish. Uh, as for the malt, a huge amount, all the way around the bottle almost. Yeah. Uh, Pilsner. Yeah, malt. classic. Uh, and then you've got equal amounts, smoked malt and Munich. Right. And then you've got a tiny little bit of wheat. Okay, so, like, I mean, you know, wheat, head retention, mouthfeel, um, you know, will give it a slightly sort of bready taste. The Pilsner malt should hopefully keep it nice, nice and clean. Um, the other malts, they're going to, I mean, they, they clearly have brought the colour slightly mm. darker uh, so i'm expecting you know obviously a smoky hit but also some sweetness as well mm. and there is some smoke in the nose just a just a touch well there is a touch not, of smoke in the nose not not like a Ralkadier they levels. don't have their yeast on there do they no um unless i uh be interesting whether or not they've actually used a um a coarse yeast or whether or not they've used something slightly different you know if they're stepping away from the classic style no, I can't. I can't see anything specific. No, no. Uh, but you know. if, if you're listening, Butilias, please do get in touch. Yeah, give us a holler. Let us know what yeast you've used. Yep. Um, you know, because it'd be very interesting to see whether or not you've went down the traditional route of using a coal yeast or not. Mm. Uh, they have given more information than most, as usual. So there is an OG as well. Yeah. Uh, 1.046. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, 4.8. Yeah. It's going to be pretty dry. I think. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. How that works, isn't it? Yes. Uh, EBC seven point six, IBUs twenty three point three. So pretty much spot on with what you're doing as well. Yeah, near enough. Like the, the like the OGs slightly different, but the the IBUs are pretty much mm. exactly the same. Um, I've been in for a taste. Yeah. What do you reckon? I love it. I love smoked <laughs> beers though. Like the thing is, is it's it's got the. I mean, you, like like you get involved, and I'll just chat okay. on. Um, it's got the the dryness that i'd expect from the lager from the from the kolsch style um but then it's also got it's a subtle smokiness it's not real full-on in your face it's it's there but it's like it just cruises along and you've got that nice bitterness as well i would say that's quite a big smokiness would you for for a kolsch yeah for a kolsch because yeah. <laughs> they're not smoked at all yeah if i was having a rout beer first i'd go like what's, what's yeah exactly but no i much more than the smell the aroma gives you like oh maybe maybe this will be like just a hint of smoke and you taste it and you go mm, yes mm, i it's can not, definitely taste it's that. not full-on sausage though is it mm, not at all no. no it's not it's not big barbecue like, levels. It, it's, it's it like the, like the smoke's there but it is it's definitely still got that kolsch characteristics mm, and it mixes with the munich quite well as well that, yeah. that sweeter amber malt Really yeah. does mix well with. I mean, also, like like, like the, the smoke probably helps dry that sweetness out. Potentially, I yeah, I'm not really sure because some of the rout beers are like super dark and sweet, and then they the are. Smoke, but I mean, they, 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 they do also have a lot of um, a lot of extra sort of 
uh, punch behind them. Mm. You know, and that, that's kind of the point of them. Whereas I'd, I'd imagine you, you know, they seem to be using the smoke in this as a way of drying it out so that the hops don't have to do the full job. Yeah. So yeah, possibly it is quite dominating over the hops. So possibly smoke. smoke is a good alternative to hops. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I mean, got some plans. The smoke, in my opinion, is a good alternative to a lot of things. <laughs> so, I love, I love smoky beer. I love smoky food. Yeah, lovely. Well, so I mean, out of the out of the three we've tried, um, we've had two Kolsch's, Keller beer. Yeah, um, one, I, I personally have had Jack's Garage's beer. Yeah, uh, the w- one is a full-on traditional Kolsch from Cologne. The others, not so much. But <laughs> like, I think it gives us a good, a good broad understanding of kind of what you can do from a homebrew homebrew perspective. You don't have to just stick to that classic, um, you know, real simple recipe. I would probably advise that you do to begin with, just so that you can get that brewing process down. Yeah, um, and then start tinkering with the recipe and start, you know, adding smoked malt. Start adding you know, fruit, whatever the hell you want at that point, just go wild with it. Uh, and if you are really kind of finickety about the, oh, it's not a coal chef, I can't see the um, cathedral, get a poster, put it up in your kitchen. You know what I mean? Just whack it up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, 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 just put a picture up while you're brewing and going, I can see the cathedral, job done. Like, that's an option. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, if you got, have you got a preferred beer out of out of the ones you've had? I mean, I think it's a bit unfair to, you know, kind of chuck the Keller beer into that because obviously it is mm. not quite a Kolsch. And I, I do really like anything smoked. So initially, I'm going to say yeah, that one. Okay, but I mean the the fruit is just it's so neckable. It's so just... it, it's it's exactly like, like when somebody describes what a Kolsch should be. That I think is the um, you know one of the iconic sort of like yep this is a probably the best example you're gonna get yeah it's just the the flavor is there but it just nothing in the flavor distracts you yeah from the now yeah it's it, it it's real crisp real clean and just makes you want to chug more down yeah. which is great um, the Batilias I I I struggle to find things they do wrong realistically <laughs> and like you know I'm still struggling now because that is absolutely banging yeah. um you know I I like a smoked beer and to have that smokiness without it coming with that fighting with that sweetness I think this works really well so you know like smoked lagers you know maybe we need yeah, to make that more of a thing yeah I was I was toying with for my next brew, mm. doing a black lager, oh, and then uh, touch of smoke. Yeah, in 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 uh, chatting with the guys at Maltmiller, yeah, that, that was that was raised. They're like, oh, a little bit of smoke oh. in a black lager. Oh, that could be real yeah. nice. So, yeah, well, I, I, well, I mean, so next episode is um, a back to basics episode. Yes, that we've done with the Maltmiller. Yep, um, and then after that. We could be seeing a smoked black lager, mm, maybe. Lovely. All right. Okay, well, I think uh, that's probably it from us. Um, if you do want to get in touch, 
Uh, you know, you can find us on Twitter at by the mash ton. Yeah, Instagram, um, Facebook. Yep, all of all, all of these places, and it's all pretty much exactly the same at by the mash ton or you know hashtag by the mash ton, whatever, like, however you do it. Um, that's where we are. That's how you get in touch. If you listen on iTunes um, or anywhere that you can do ratings, please do stick a rating up. Um, you know, we don't really pay for advertising anywhere, and we get around through word of mouth. Yeah. So, you know, if you like it and you're, you know, part of a homebrew group or, you know, you've got friends who homebrew, just tell them about it. Well, let no. them know. Yeah. And like, you know, get it spread out. Cause at least then you've got a lot more people to chat about it other than just us chatting at you. Exactly. So yeah. And uh, we are now on Spotify as well. And we are on Spotify. So if you do like us, what you could do is find a playlist and just keep it playing <laughs> all, all of the time really yeah. clock those numbers up till yeah. you hit the go, high millions go to sleep listening to us yeah. and then never stop yeah exactly that would that no, would no do wake up eventually yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. never stop never stop it listening on spotify because that would really help us out really get those numbers up yeah. that point not three of a pence hey it makes a difference man yeah. makes a difference um yeah so that's all from us uh please listen out for our episode coming in about two weeks time of uh, back to basics yep. and then onward from there best cool. thing to do is probably just subscribe somewhere yep See you then. All right. Bye. Bye.